0: record of four in 1999 and 2009. Paul Walter Nina Kennedy was Australia's only gold medalist, with Australia also claiming silver and bronze in the women's high jump, thanks to Eleanor Patterson and Nicola Ollie Slogers, who both reached a height of 1 metre and 99 centimetres. The only world record broken at the championships was the mixed 4x400 four metre relay, which the USA claimed with a world record time of 3 minutes, 8 seconds. The FIBA Basketball World Cup started on Friday. The 32-team event is being held in Indonesia, Japan and the Philippines. Australia is in Group E with Germany, Japan and Finland. After winning their first game 98-72 against Finland, Australia lost by three points to Germany, meaning they now must beat Japan on Tuesday to go through to the second round. In domestic sport, the AFL regular season concluded over the weekend, leading into the final series. The top four all won, locking in their finals places with Collingwood, Brisbane, Port Adelaide and the Melbourne Demons claiming those spots. After last week's results, none of the other finals teams could have been knocked out or changed positions, which meant a free game for Carlton, Sydney, Greater Western Sydney and St Kilda. With one week left in the Rugby League, Brisbane will be minor premiers if they beat fourth place Melbourne on Thursday. Otherwise, Penrith will have the opportunity to steal first place with a win over the North Queensland Cowboys. And further down the ladder, there are five teams vying for the final three qualifying spots, with Cronulla playing Canberra in the 6th 7th match, while 8th and 10th are playing with South Sydney and the Sydney Roosters. 9th place Cowboys could also qualify if they beat 2nd place Penrith. Now, welcome Max, and tell us a bit about yourself. Thanks
1: Jeremy. I'm a student here at the ANU, my third year. I study law and arts, and I've been playing hockey for quite some time now, um, which has been, yeah, it's been great to be in Canberra. I originally came down here from Townsville, where I grew up in North Queensland, um, came down to Canberra for study in hockey, and I really enjoyed that decision.
0: It's been uh, great to have you and great to know you over these past three years. Before we get into some more serious hockey discussion, let me ask you our fast five questions. Mm-hmm. Who would your three celebrity guests be at your dream dinner?
1: I dream dinner. Andrew Charter is a, a current Australian hockey goalkeeper um, and the most capped hockey goalkeeper for Australia ever, would be number one. Um, I think number two would be Jacinda Ardern, She's a pretty cool person. I'd love to hear more about her journey. Um I think beyond sports and politics. Um, Do they have to be a living person, a current celebrity? No. Okay, then I go HLA Hart, who's a a legal theorist. Uh, I'd love to speak to him at a celebrity dinner.
0: That sounds like it would be a very intellectual dinner.
1: Uh, Potentially, potentially, I don't know. I think some different perspectives there, which would be fun. What's the
0: last TV show you watched?
1: Ooh, actually, Modern Family. Rewatching that show again. It's good fun. I do like a b- good bit of Modern Family.
0: What's your favourite fruit or vegetable?
1: Ooh. I really like bananas. Um, not super original, but I find that they're great for mornings before training. I found that sometimes when I train early morning, I have uh, problems with a bit of nausea. So having half a banana is, I uh, found the perfect amount of food where I can get up, eat a half banana and go play without too many issues. So I think I have to go to the banana
0: very solid and reliable pick there. What's your dream holiday destination?
1: Ooh. I think the Netherlands. Netherlands would be great. Um, you know, going to The Hague, going to some of the hockey in the Netherlands would be fantastic. Yeah.
0: And finally, your go-to dress-up costume.
1: Oh, that's... Actually, it's a good one. Um, something I've used twice now is Jim from The Office. Um, if anyone of the viewers are familiar with Jim from The Office, he, he doesn't dress up too much for Halloween, but he's notorious for wearing uh, low-effort costumes, one of which being a, a uh, little name tag he puts on his, on his chest saying, hi, my name is Dave. and so I like to wear a hi, my name is Dave name tag to, to various Halloween events. It's a, a bit of a meta costume where you're a costume of, of someone wearing a Halloween costume. It always sparks a bit of conversation and doesn't take too much effort beforehand.
0: Keeping it simple. Very good. Now, tell us a bit about your background and how you came to be into hockey and what led you to come to Canberra. Tell us a bit about those kind of decisions and influences.
1: Yeah, so hockey is a big family sport. Um, It's it's pretty popular in Australia. Um, And so my mother played hockey in the US college system when she was younger. Um, and so I was around sort of hockey from a young age. She moved here for uni. Um, and so my family was involved in hockey pretty much for, for all my life. And so she was playing in Townsville where I grew up. And then when I was three, my sister, who, who was five at the time, started playing hockey as well. Um, and my mum was coaching her. And then towards the end of the season of the next year, when, when my sister was f- six and I was four, um, someone pulled out of the team. And they needed someone with a a few weeks left in the season to play. I mean, mean, it was like under sevens, rookie hockey. It wasn't at at all high stakes. But they needed someone to to stand and hold a hockey stick on the field. So at age four, a few weeks left in the season, I I jumped on the field. Um, I really enjoyed it. I was looking forward to it. My mum wasn't so keen on letting me play until I was five. Um, But given they needed someone for a few weeks, he said, okay, yep, you can jump on the field. So I started playing when I was four and haven't haven't stopped playing since. So I'm now (laughs) 20, so it's been 16 years of hockey playing. Um, around when I was 10 I started goalkeeping and and now I'm a hockey goalkeeper Um, and that was a lot of fun I I played a bit of soccer when I was young too and so the footwork sort of carried over and then uh, I kept playing on the field and and in the net as a hockey player they're pretty different um, for those who haven't seen hockey goalkeepers wear quite a lot of padding it's almost different sport but they're both quite fun so I sort of kept doing both on the side and Eventually, as I got older and started doing some more rep stuff, I started specialising a little bit in becoming a goalkeeper and and kept doing that. Then when I was 17, I graduated high school. Um, My sister had moved down to Canberra, and she was playing hockey down here. She was studying here at the ANU too. She's actually just finished her honours this week. Um, And so I thought Canberra was a great place to come. I mean, coming from Townsville, Canberra felt like a a big city, and so I came to Canberra, hockey was really good here. Um, the the uni was really good here. Obviously having my sister here and some family here was great. And now I actually get to train with my sister every day. Um, so that's really good and it's been fun playing with her.
0: It sounds like it was a very kind of natural progression for you to come here. And um, for you, from playing hockey when you were four, it sounds like everything's just kind of fallen into place a bit. Yeah, um, definitely. It was at the time... I hadn't really thought too much about
1: it. I just sort of, it felt like the right thing to do. And now the more that I sort of live in Canberra and experience that life, I'm sort of glad that I made that decision. It it definitely feels like the right one to have made.
0: And so now you're here, you're playing club hockey with ANU. Tell us a bit about the community at the ANU Hockey Club. Yeah, it's great to play
1: for ANU. I mean, it's sort of your classic uni club if you have people who are current students, -students, ex-students, people who uh, are working in the industry now, but were students some time ago um it's a, it's a great club to play for it's very social um we have a lot of teams across uh men's and women's and across the divisions um so there's a lot of opportunities for people whatever level they play at or, or haven't played at to come play i definitely recommend it it's a great club to play for i uh, have played now for the ANU for three years and it's been a lot of fun we've uh hadn't historically been the most competitive team but we're sort of getting up there now uh you know, and to the team I play for, we've we've got a new coach now, Ben Bishop, who has you know, extensive coaching pedigree and got some other new players as well. And we're, it's been a lot. we The season actually finished on f- last Friday, but it was a, a great season and a lot of building towards better things. And yeah, really excited to keep playing for ANU next year. Both the on and off field aspects are fantastic.
0: Yeah, it is a a great community playing for any ANU team. Uh, talk us through some of the highlights of the recent season. Yeah. Um so be some low lights too.
1: So as a bit of context, uh, we'll start with the low lights. Our uh, our goals against average for the last five years, the ANU Hockey Club in Div One, has been six point three goals against. Um, I think our goals for were less than two. So it was we didn't have the highest of hopes going into <laughs> the season. Um, but you know, got got a great coach, got some great new players, and and kept training together, and uh, had a much better season. Um, there was a new team in the comp this year as well. Wagga Wagga started playing in the Canberra comp just far to travel, um, play some overnight games in Wagga as well. Um, a few highlights, uh, our last game on Friday, we drew 3 all uh, with the Premiers last year, Central, who are second on the table going to finals. Uh, early in the year, we drew as well 3 all with an old Canberrans team that's ranked fourth. Um, along with some other results we had in the year, a few wins against teams like Wagga, Albury. Um, we clinched fifth, fifth of the season, which I think was a, a big result for us, you know, coming from last year, we were second last, um, and had won five games in the last five years too. So I think we won a, f- a lot more than that, um, and came fifth out of eight this year. So it was a lot of promising signs and it was, it was fun to play with that group. Um, yeah, as I said earlier, it's, it's great to play on the pitch, but it's also a really social and
0: club and a great community off the field. And it sounds like there's a lot of hope for next year too. Tell us a bit about how you keep busy in the when the season finishes. Do you keep training? Do you take a break? Do you play indoor hockey or anything like that?
1: Yeah, so I, I keep training pretty much all year round, uh, a few weeks off for Christmas and a few weeks here and there, but um, hockey's pretty much an all-round thing now. Um, I'm very fortunate to train with the ACT Academy of Sport, and so that keeps me pretty busy, training pretty much every day of the week through the season, and then train with them and with the club, and then when a club sorts of sort of dies down, you start playing a little bit more representative stuff, and a little bit more with the ACT Academy of Sport, called ACTAS, the um, gym with them, playing the field with them. Um, that's a really good environment to keep training over the holiday break. Um, it's good. I mean, I didn't quite realise how much hockey I was playing until I stopped playing a little of hockey recently. It's um, unintentional, I just did a little of travelling, and I, I'd kind of realised that, yeah, no, I am playing hockey every day now. And uh, it, it was kind of a bit rough to not play hockey, uh, which sounds a bit weird, but it's something that I've definitely come to, to love a lot. And something that I really find is quite calming and relaxing and something I sort of have to do. Um, And then travelling for a bit and and not playing hockey was a little bit weird and and off-putting for me. So it's nice to get
0: back into things and and keep training. Yeah, it sounds like you've got a lot of passion and dedication for the sport. You mentioned before that you're training with the ACTAS and that you've got a bit of representative experience. What can you tell us about uh, how that started and where you've gotten up to now?
1: Yeah. So, so for the viewers who who haven't heard of ACTAS before, um, it's the state's academy of sport. And so, um, some of the viewers may have heard of the Australian Institute of Sport, uh, which is the national organization where all the Olympic athletes train. And so each state has their own institute or academy of sport. And the one in ACT is called ACTAS. And the purpose of those organizations is to train young athletes to potentially get a medal somewhere down the track. Um, so, as I was playing hockey, I was fortunate enough to play in some representative teams, get some really great coaching, and was really lucky in that regard. Um, sort of worked my way up to eventually making an under 18 Australian team. And then from that, I was offered a place to train with ACTAS. Um, so, there are a few of us that played for an under 18 Canberra team and had a national title made this Australian team. And so, we all, as a batch of players, went into ACTAS and started training together there. Um, that's been a fantastic a training environment. Um, so you know they help you with nutrition with your sports psychology. Um, they have doctors there, physios there, um, and they help you with your gym training and your on pitch training. that has been a great environment to, to train with with people repetitively and, and some other fantastic, very determined athletes. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, my sister's in that program too, and so it's really good to get trained with her every day. And that program is across both men's and women's and across ages. So. There are people there who've made under 18 Australian teams, 21 Australian teams, um, Australia A teams. Um, and there's a huge breadth of, of players, um, which is really exciting to train with.
0: Sounds like it's a really valuable experience and it's making your hockey a lot better. As a goalkeeper, tell us a bit about how that's different to playing on the field and how, what kind of drew you to being a goalkeeper.
1: That's a good question. I'll I'll answer the second part first about what what drew me there. Um, I think I had more of a natural affinity for being a goalkeeper than I did a uh, a field player. Uh, I don't have a strong love for cardio, so that fit in quite well with goalkeeping. Um, You know, playing a little bit of soccer as I grew up and doing a little bit of rep soccer, I think the footwork of being a goalkeeper came a little bit easier than the sort of hand eye coordination um, and stick skills of being a field player. Uh, when I was 12, I was trialling for like a, a under-12 Queensland team. Um, I had played trialling for that a few years in advance on the field and thought I had a better chance as a goalkeeper. So I tried my hand at being a goalkeeper, made that team, and sort of didn't look back. And I've kept doing that. Um, sort of because I think I was better as a goalkeeper, but I liked playing as both a field player and a goalkeeper because I think it, it gives you a good insight into what your opposition can do, and that's really helpful. Um, to answer the earlier part of your question – about how they're different. I mean, obviously, as a goalkeeper, you have a lot of padding on, you know, getting quite quick hockey balls um, hit at you. So you have a lot of padding on. It's 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 not like soccer um, hockey. you very much are quite stable, and you pretty much stay in your goal a lot of the time. Um, you're not that involved when your team has the ball. You're only really saving shots at the the pointy end of things. Um, it's a very technical, precise endeavour. Um, there's a lot of running, sort of stay in your circle. You, you do your thing, and... You, a lot of the development now is focused on moving really efficiently, um, nailing the biomechanics, getting really flexible, getting really powerful, and it's optimizing how can I move, you know, a meter and a half as quickly as possible, um, which is just a very different endeavor to, you know, how can I run ten kilometers? Well, linking up with my team and, and that sort of sense. So, I think it's it's very different in terms of just what's required, um, but it's fun. It's a different challenge. in being part of a team as a goalkeeper, I think it can sometimes be a little bit isolating, especially as not a lot of people understand what you're doing um, and you're just sort of very separate from the team. Um, so it's, it's good to try and find ways to be part of that team environment still. And I think a lot of what you do as a goalkeeper that people don't realise is a lot of tactical learning so that, you know, with the ball or without ball, you can be communicating with your team, helping explain what sort of um, patterns the other team's running, what sort of structures you can run um, and where space and, and players might be. So there's a lot of trying to be involved with the team even when you're not directly touching the ball, and that's, I think, really valuable um, and something that I quite enjoy as part of goalkeeping.
0: Sounds like yeah, it's a very scientific approach that you're taking um, and it's a, a very precise science where you're trying to stop a very small, hard ball it is, moving it's at high speed. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's,
1: it's also something that I think hasn't really been figured out. I mean... Look, a lot of pro sports, at least from an external point of view, it looks like there's a a pretty established way of going about things. Whereas I think in hockey goalkeeping, that hasn't really been formulated yet. Um, And if if any of the viewers are are active hockey fans, they may notice that like European goalkeepers act very differently to Australian goalkeepers versus South African or Indian goalkeepers. And there's a lot of difference in the way that people go about things. Um, And that's definitely something that's I think changing a little bit in hockey at the moment. But it's really exciting to be in that space and, and think critically about how you can pull elements of what people are doing together to have some sort of hybrid technique that's most effective. Because we all have the same goal of, of saving, saving goals, um, and there's a lot of different ways of doing it. So it's kind of fun to, to try things and see what works for your body and, and figure out different ways of, of doing those things and meeting the objective of just saving hockey balls.
0: With the kind of physicality of being a goalkeeper and trying to save a lot of goals, do you ever find yourself coming off bruised and battered? Is that a kind of, is safety a thought into your technique?
1: Yeah. Um, I think you get a lot of of small sort of bruising quite frequently. Uh, I very rarely break bones or tear muscles or anything like that. Obviously, as a goalkeeper, pretty fortunate. don't have to do too much running. So uh, a lot of sort of muscular injuries aren't that common, definitely as compared to field plays. You know, I'm not likely to tear a hammy or do a quarter or any of that sort of thing. Um, but you do get a lot of bruises and hits here and there. I mean, naturally, your gear is as protective as it can be, but it's a, a balance. So, you know, ideally, you'd wear a foam shield that protects you from everything, but you can 't really move that very effectively so it's a bit of a balance between having some parts of your body really protected and others not. I mean obviously you need to move your you know like your quads and your hips a lot, so they aren 't very well protected, so you learn to sort of compensate by getting things on your shins and your hands and moving your body in ways to protect that um yeah i've been pretty fortunate on the injury front i mean i, I had a bad concussion last year which is a bit difficult with uni ended up missing a month of uni um but safety isn't too much of a problem provided you're you're sensible in the way you go about things and i think it's about building relationships with the people you train with to to make sure they know when you do and don't feel comfortable because as a hockey player you know you can shoot from anywhere inside the, the circle um you know, sometimes you can shoot from very close, and it's about communicating proactively before issues arise. Um, that you don't feel very safe if someone's you know winding up for a full-fledged hit three meters ahead of you. Um, there are things you can do to mitigate that if they do that, and and be a little bit more safe. But I think, it provided you're you're proactive in communicating that with the people you train with on a regular basis, it's it's pretty safe, and um, I definitely wouldn't be worried about lots of goalkeepers getting injuries, especially as compared to field players.
0: It certainly sounds like su- another thing you've put a lot of thought into, um, developing your game both from a safety front, also from a tactical front. How do you see yourself developing in the next few months and where is your hockey journey taking you in the future?
1: Yeah, so it's a good question. Um, sport's one of those things that's just very uncertain. Um, you know, if everything goes right, you can sort of rise up the ranks very quickly and if things don't, you can be there at the same level for quite some time. Hockey goalkeeping is one of those things where you can do it for such a long time, and as I mentioned earlier, the question of the fast five—who would I have at my dinner? One of the guys was Andrew Charter, and so he's the most cap Australian goalkeeper ever. Plays for the Canberra Chill, um, which is Canberra's hockey team in the National Hockey League, and he is now I think thirty-four. Um, so he's thirty-four. I'm twenty. So that's fourteen years away. Um, and so if you could be, he's arguably playing the best hockey of his career now. So it's one of those things where. It takes a lot of experience at the top level to get really good. And to some extent, you have to be fortunate with the timings of people retiring. Um, but on the other hand, you just have to be really consistent and, and stay as close as you can to the top and wait to get these opportunities. At any one time, there's three keepers in the national program and there's a bunch more trying to get into that spot. And I guess all of those keepers are vying to sort to of be close at the time that someone retires or gets injured or doesn't want to play anymore. And I think it's one of those sports where it's important to have the – non-sport side of things figured out so that you can keep grinding away and just keep being there over the long term you know i think it's really easy to try and get as good as possible when you're 20 and burn out a little bit and then be not so keen on playing when you're 24 but you know, given the prospect of playing to your mid-30s it's i think it's really important it's been a focus for me to keep focusing on life outside of hockey um and and striking a good balance that i can keep playing for for as long as my body allows and um extend that window a little bit longer. To answer the other question about what hockey looks like for me, I mean, there's the National Hockey League's coming up, the Hockey One League, and that starts in October. Um, So Canberra has a team in that, the Canberra Chill. They came uh, fourth last year, which is a a good result. Um, That's really exciting, it's on seven plus. They play every second weekend, different capital city, every other weekend in Canberra. Um, All the states have a team, Canberra's a team as well. It's a lot of fun to watch. so hopefully being a part of that. I mean, obviously Andrew Charter plays for the Canberra Chill. Um, so it depends a little bit on sort of injury rehab he's going through and some other selections about whether I get an opportunity to play there. Um, but that would be the next big thing. Otherwise, there's an Under-21 national tournament next year in March, which is the next goal for me in terms of my personal development. Um, and Getting selected in some of the Australian Under-21 squad is the next goal. Um, yeah, those are the big next tournaments. But otherwise, just trying to continue playing and developing having fun you know this year has been a bit of a learning experience to me where I didn't have the results I wanted in some selections and I think I reflected a lot on what was important to me in hockey and, and how much it meant to me and I think the importance of, of settling on stuff outside of hockey and, and having a stable happy relaxed life outside of hockey to allow me to, to continue plugging away at that.
0: Sounds like there's a very exciting future ahead um, and that you've Given a lot of thought to all of the possibilities in the next few months.
1: Yeah, I mean, if hockey doesn't work out, there's there's always opportunities to to try other avenues of life. But it's something that I've definitely decided I want to give a, a real crack, and it's exciting to to push and really grind for that goal.
0: And we're, we'll start to wrap things up, but to finish with what advice would you have for a young hockey goalkeeper, and also what advice just life advice would you give to your 18-year-old self? Um, For
1: a young hockey goalkeeper, be willing to listen and learn from a lot of different hockey perspectives. As I mentioned earlier, there's not really an official way of goalkeeping that's recognised internationally. So trying to pull approaches from different people, different coaches and different uh, philosophies is really important. Um, Life advice to my 18-year-old self, I think is... Is trust in the process and, and have fun. I mean, when I found that when I enjoy my hockey, I play my best hockey. And so, just relaxing, having fun, and enjoying that process. Because at the end of the day, it's this time of life I'm not going to get back. And it's I'm really fortunate to be able to focus a lot of my energy on hockey. So just continuing to enjoy that and and not um, underestimate the value of that. Sounds
0: very wise, and like you've got a a lot of a lot to look forward to and a lot to think about. Thank you. Yeah, I, next I hope so. A lot, of, next lot to minutes. look forward to. Thanks for coming on, Max. It's been a pleasure to have you.
1: Thank you very much, Jeremy. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for having you. me on board. And, uh,
0: enjoy the mid-semester break, and we'll be back in week seven for more sports updates. Thank you.
1: Thank you.